Hello everyone, welcome back to Nothing But A Bob Thing, Justin here. And also Nathan Hello. is also here as well. How are you? On microphone, hello. Hello, far away, <laughs> yet so close, yet so far away from one another. <laughs> I wish you were here tonight in the basement because I have um, a perennial favorite on our podcast. I have a about a half full bottle of uh, Wild Turkey 101. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, which is pretty good. I mean, it's pretty damn good. I think I know what you're getting at. I wish you were here. <laughs> chug, 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 <laughs> chug, 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 chug. If we ever uh, get a proper intern, that's the uh, that's the initiation. First Absolutely thing- not. <laughs> you're going to give them no. something good no, as no, no. the initiation? That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll give them, I don't know, what's that? skull or whatever (laughs) no wait that's a chew i'm thinking of the vodka you can get for like under two (laughs) dollars what what an intern would get okay so what we would do is we'd set you up with your bottle of wild turkey yes and you would drink your normal amount whatever you decided was the correct amount that, that day sure and then the intern would have to consume the same uh, alcohol percentage. Okay. But have to do it by chugging natty light. <laughs> oh, oh God, that's awful. So they yeah. would, they would just explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if they finally get twenty five down, they feel a slight buzz, but man, they feel bloated. <laughs> no kidding. Welcome back, everybody. It's a weird world we live in. And it's weird in the basement, and and it's weird at Nathan's house today. I think it's um it's a strange. It's weird everywhere. It's just weird all over. Um, can I tell you a lesson I learned today? I would love it if you did. This is um obviously not Bob Ross related at all, but fair enough. Um, so when I when I was in college, there was one summer that I worked with. A guy I knew, yeah, uh, pouring some concrete. Oh, yeah, that's a job. So I poured concrete during the summer. Yeah, this I I believe I was twenty at the time. Okay, uh, so today I also poured some concrete. Um, so the guy who owned the company that I worked for was like sixty-ish. Sure. At the time I worked with him, I am not that old. <laughs> no. Um, I have to give a salute to Larry. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, Larry. Because I am quite stiff and going to be in pain <laughs> tomorrow with the small slab that I did. And he was 60 and just trucking, you know? I mean, he, he was pouring some driveways, oh my gosh. things like that. See, that's greatest generation stuff, you know. We, oh, yeah. We frail millennials. I mean, come yeah. on. Our response I, to that is like, let's talk about it on a podcast, not let's <laughs> let's wake yeah. up again tomorrow and do it some more. We, we get out there, like, greatest generation, they're in pain, but they don't even say anything. No, obviously. Yeah. And. And I'm out there going, my tricep. <laughs> <laughs> that you even know what part it is makes you oh, less geez, of a man. The tricep. Right? <laughs> uh, you're sore. It's weird. Okay, here we go. Uh, 
Folks, I don't think we have any Bob facts tonight. I think it's yeah. a Bob factless show, given there, what Nathan has been through today. <laughs> well, and let me tell you, yeah, I I did some research on Bob facts. Okay, and I guess this is a mild Bob fact. I don't know if this is anyone else, if anyone else cares about this. Yeah, other than me, sure. But this came up when we painted, and we were discussing. Man, this. This painting stays wet for a long time, right? Yes, it takes a while to dry. Yeah, so in my research, I came across um, a website, paulandterry.co.uk. Ooh, Terry uh, with a Y or Terry with an I? With an I. Ah. Paul and Terry are certified Bob Ross instructors. Oh, wonderful. In the UK. Uh, and they have a frequently asked questions section. Oh, you dug deep, my friend. Uh, I mean, not that deep. Mostly it just popped up and I was like, oh. huh, Paul and Terry, <laughs> they have a terrible website. Like, it's really bad. Is it like GeoCities 1996 kind of bad? It's... That kind of vibe? Um, it's clear that they don't know how formatting okay. works. Yeah. So like in the frequently asked questions area, for instance... They they've tried to bullet point everything, like you do, sure. But they've accidentally just numbered everything. Oh no! <laughs> so number one is the question: How long does it take for a painting to dry? And number two is the answer. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Then it randomly <laughs> says Q, and asks another question, oh. and answers that with number one. Then number two is a new question. Number three is an answer. Number four is a new I'm, question. I'm, five. I'm very. I'm sure they're wonderful people, but I am very confused. <laughs> it's a very. It's a very bad, very bad website. Anyway, <laughs> um, so their answer was like five days. It takes so, five days. Five days for the yeah, paint so, to dry. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking about Bob with his three paintings. For each painting. Right. For each show. Right. You're right. Um, and it takes five days for them to dry. Yeah. And when he records, yeah. he's doing, what, four or five episodes in a day? Yeah. Yeah. He's plowing through. Okay. So think about this in the studio that we were in before. Up he in, has... Up in Minatrista. Yes. Yeah. He has five finished paintings. Right. That are dry. Then he's got five wet paintings that are drying somewhere. Sure. By the end of the day. <laughs> uh, it's a small room. It's not that big a room. No. There's, so basically you're saying he doesn't have a lot of room to move around. And then there's cameras in there and yeah. producers and all this jazz happening. We know, we know the audio people were in another room somewhere. We learned that when yeah, we were there. Yeah. Yeah, which, P.S., by the way, Minatrista, the, the Bob Ross experience up there in Muncie, opening soon. Opening soon. I believe yeah. the end of this month, beginning of November, they're having a, a whole... We, we were invited, in fact. And mm -hmm. uh, we'll hopefully make it up for at least a day. We're, we're, uh, we're hoping. And if not, we'll make it up at some point. If not, we'll make it up again before too long. We'll be there. Hopefully do another episode from there. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, so there, there was a lot of 
situation to accidentally bump into wet paint yes. in that studio is what I'm thinking. I, 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 yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I guess knowing Bob, he could have fixed it, but who knows? Maybe. <laughs> how many, how many Annette shirts got ruined? Oh yeah. Because he went and, you know, he was just backing <laughs> up trying to get out of the studio and ran into a painting. This is true. I mean, even in this, in this particular episode that we're covering tonight, um, he rams the pallet into the um, into the easel, and mm-hmm. uh, he goes clang. I'll put that in somewhere. I'm sure, but um, I believe the quote the quote was clang. Hit the easel with the pallet. <laughs> so, which I don't think that's happened before, but I'm sure it happened all the time. Clang! Hit the easel with a pallet. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, how could it not? Right. Again, very small space, many paintings. Exactly. Lots of humans. <laughs> Not COVID friendly at all. No, there was no social distancing in the studio in Mini Tree Stone. Uh, shall we jump into it then? Shall we jump into what uh, we have before us tonight, Nathan? Pause one second. Okay, pausing one second. Are you going to go choke that dog that we all heard in the background? Yeah, I have to go murder a dog. Okay, be be kind. Be kind. Charlie! In your murdering. I will slaughter you. Shut up. Is that what you always say? (laughs) A a fair amount. I've I've I've, never actually done that, though. Well, no, obviously. I've I've told told my dog that I would make her into sausage. Very specific, I know. I've said that, too, actually. Really? I I mean, it's a dachshund, so it's really more fitting. Yeah. Sausage comes to mind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, folks. Let's jump in. Four paws first. Um, Tonight, everyone, we are covering season four, episode eight. A mere five episodes left in this season, I believe. The title is Wetlands. Mr. Russ, please take us in. Welcome back. I'm glad to see you today. Today, I think we'll do a canvas that's vertical and we'll have some fun there. And now I'm going to have them graphically run all the colors that we'll use today across your screen, and they'll come across in the same order that I have them on my palette. And while they're doing that, let's get started. Okay, everybody. Original air date, October 24th, 1984. I am contractually obligated to remind you that I would be born in three days of this painting. So oh, wow. it's highly possible that my mother watching Georgia Public Broadcasting right there at home on the old school antenna on the big old, you know, tube cathode ray television could have watched this very... I don't think she did. Could have watched this episode. <laughs> but she could have. Oh, Bob Ross. Yeah, she yeah. could have. Within a couple days of, uh, of, of my own self entering into the world. And Does that mean that you're a wetlands baby? I might very well be. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's I mean, a that's a title right there. I mean, I am from Georgia, and you know, <laughs> the southern part of Georgia gets very wetlandsy, along with you know Florida, where our where our hero is born. Um, mm-hmm. However, I'm not from that part of Georgia. I'm from the uh, the more leafy, mountainous, pine tree part. Um, less exciting. Less exciting. Yeah, but based on based on the timing of your birth, you are yeah. a wetlands baby. I'm a wetlands baby. Yeah, if you talk about paintings, yeah. 
<laughs> Which I, I'm thinking you in a couple seasons, you know, a few seasons, you'll you'll we'll be close to you as well, won't we? Yeah. What do we know? What day of the week this show aired on? I don't. I know I was born on Saturday, so that was October twenty so seventh. Uh huh. So the twenty fourth would have been what? That would have been a a, a Wednesday? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? Saturday. Yeah. No. Thursday, a Thursday, I think. Thursday, the 24th, 25th Friday, 26th Saturday, 27th Sunday. Is that right? Yeah, that would be right. I think that's correct. So a Thursday, yeah. Okay. Man, missed. Uh, they're going to miss my birthday by one day then. Holy smokes, really? I just, yeah, I just learned this week that I was born on a Friday. Oh, well, there you like, go. Like, I've probably known it before. Yeah. I had to do one of those things where you put your birth date in yeah. and it makes you go back through a calendar to oh, do it gosh. instead of just typing your birthday. Right. <laughs> Speaking of the old internet. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, Friday. I was born on Friday. Okay. So, so. In, in this painting, um, he, you know, he is excited to do a vertical canvas. Of course we had a horizontal canvas last time. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, overall thinking back, about our last painting, thinking back about, I believe it was titled Cabin in the Woods. Um, pretty exciting painting, you know, a lot, a lot of different. And this is sort of a return to form, right? So we have a white canvas, not a black canvas. We have a vertical orientation uh, portrait, for those of us familiar with uh, Microsoft products. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and Bob seems rather pleased about this. He's, he's, he's promising us fun in this painting, and not much else, really. As we go through the episode, he says, this is a very relaxing painting. This is a very soft painting, a very muted, muted. I, I feel like I'm saying that strange, but I'm not muted. Muted. Muted painting. Yeah. Um, and those are the most of the things he's he's laying out, right, throughout. Um, you know, so it's typical Bob in the beginning, right? Um, we sort of, we get our sky, we get our wonderful clouds, we fluff them up. Um, yeah, the, the clouds on this one, I felt like were a little bit different for yeah. some reason, um, and I don't know what it was. They are, um, they're reasonably well-defined. Is that what it is? Maybe that's it. Maybe. Oh, they're, they're, they're poofy. Poofy. Big poofy clouds. Yeah. That's the technical term. Yeah. Big poofy <laughs> clouds. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was something about them that maybe it was he layered more of them than usual. Could be that, yeah. Because mm -hmm. there was a lot of cloud layering. Correct. Um, but, you know, classic Bob. They look good. Yep. So we, <laughs> That's get that, it. we get that, our suggestion of water. And then we get a very loose, thin paint. Um, it's sort of a reddish brown is how I took it um, mm -hmm. for all of these background trees. And he spends quite a lot of time on these background trees which i i'm kind of to be honest i'm sort of crazy about i like them a lot yeah they're they're very good yeah they're very good he's doing a um, thing uh, I, I don't mean i'm sorry if i cut you off but um, no go ahead he's doing a thing this season where he's experimenting a little bit more with the highlighting colors i feel like so we get our our layer of background trees and then over that is our um, our highlights. And so there's a lot of cad yellow, Indian yellow going on, but there's also some red. At the very end of this painting, we actually get a purple bush. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, you cad, you little. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to do it, and so he did. It's our, it's his world. It's his world. He can do it. And he can do what he wants. Right. Exactly. Who's gonna tell him not to? No one, I mean, except possibly yeah. Annette. <laughs> Annette might. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Walt won't, he'll just roll his eyes and move on. Yep. Um, Continue polishing his gun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they, I'm glad that you mentioned the highlighting. Yes. Because I was, I I didn't think about it much on this painting, but I have been thinking about, he's been highlighting like a motherfucker all season. (laughs) Yeah, everything he does he highlights totally, it's crazy totally true um we like a couple episodes ago we had the the highlighting method of putting a color on one half of the brush yes. and a color on another half of the brush and highlighting double loading yeah yeah we've we've got uh, we've had highlighting cool and warm based on you know where the light is coming through woods yes. and on this everything is just highlighted all the trees have the highlights in them yes yes it's it has been one of his big things this season every season has a thing that's true this is what i'm realizing yep and this is his thing this season yeah and so. I, I doubt that it's conscious but he just sort of does it he sort of you know just falls into it and so yeah mm-hmm. you're, you're absolutely right highlighting has been a theme throughout this season oh yeah dead trees are a reality in nature so don't leave them out just cause they're dead they're part of nature's beauty sometimes there's old parts of the trees that protrude out one limb maybe gets tired and gives up but the other ones keep going. Um, we also get some some sort of liner brush trees, some some dead trees. At one point, he he has a wonderful quote about dead trees. You know, don't don't leave them out just because they're dead. <laughs> they're they're a part of nature. They are a part of, and that's you, so true. Yeah, you don't leave them out just because they're dead. They're a right. part of nature. That's right. Um, and I I I don't want to skip ahead too far. But I, I did want to talk specifically about the moss. Um, yes. That was pretty... Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I feel like that's something we've seen maybe once before in, in, yeah. in, in an episode. Well, okay. So let me summarize the rest of the painting real quick yeah, for everyone. Yeah, let's just do All right. So, yep. so Bob paints some, some clouds. Then he paints some background trees. Then he paints some foreground trees, some dead trees. <laughs> all the normal Bob stuff. Right. Uh, there's a body of water. Nothing different, except this moss. Moss, yes. (laughs) So, before then, it looks just like any other painting that we've gotten from him, where it's trees by a lake. Yep, exactly. Nothing special. Right. Uh, You wouldn't look at it and go, that's wetlands. Yes. Then he starts talking about southern states having the wetlands and how... Growing up in Florida, he remembered seeing those trees with the moss hanging down. That's right. The hangy downs. The, the hangy down moss. He didn't say hangy downs, but it qualifies it's as a implied. hangy down. Yeah. No, he did say one other thing that we'll get to, which <laughs> made me very happy. Um, yeah. 
but he just he's just going to these trees, going to the branches, and just swiping down to make moss hanging in the trees. Yes. Um, if anyone's it's ever great. been... It's great. If everyone's ever been to a swamp in general, or like... Uh, it makes me particularly think of about Savannah, uh, uh, Georgia, which is in South Georgia, or like even New Orleans has this sort of moss mm-hmm. growing yeah. and hanging down from the trees. And uh, it's very evocative. There's a bit, you know, we're in October now. Um, there's a bit, and this was, rec- oh my God, I just realized, Nathan, like this is, rec- the episode happened in late October. Mm-hmm. 1984 and we're actually talking about it in early october 2020 wow we're catching up we're ca- we are we're catching up we're on we're like in the same <laughs> season as bob that's kind of a bit ma- like my mind is a little bit blown um so there is a i feel like a bit of a spooky element to the painting overall um, and I there think is. this leads nicely to uh, what you were going to say, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the dead trees. First off, the dead trees are part of the spooky element. Absolutely. Yeah. But to make the, the moss and the dead, dead trees, he used some white and dragged those down. Yeah. Which makes it look swampy. Swampy. <laughs> quote... <laughs> A lot of boogers live in there. <laughs> yep. End of quote. End of comment. We're done talking about it. <laughs> you and I both wrote it down verbatim. <laughs> There's a lot of I, boogers. <laughs> not only did I write it down, I heard it and went, oh, what's that? <laughs> I rewound it, listened again, went, I'm not 100% certain. Rewound it again, turned on the closed caption. <laughs> yep, that's the way to do it. Yep. And went, yep, that's what he said. Holy okay. Shit. He said there's a lot of boogers in there. <laughs> Which, boogers being from the South, I, I recognize, has a double meaning, right? It is both uh, those things that get up in your nose, and, uh, you know, you have to do something about them. Um, it's not something people like to talk about, but we all have to do deal with them from time to time. Mm-hmm. Or it's stuff that might get you from the darkness. <laughs> is is that the other southern meaning meaning for booger? It is. Yeah, you can have yeah. a booger like boogeyman, booger kind of thing. Uh, booger also a character in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was talking. A about. lot of boogers. <laughs> a lot. What? When did Revenge of the Nerds come out? Maybe Probably. maybe he had just seen it and that was yeah. what was in his head. Had to be about the same time. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe later 80s it's possible, but uh, Booger, um, one of my favorite characters of all time from Revenge of the Nerds. See, growing up in the... it's By the way, I just looked the exact <laughs> same year. Oh, really? It came out in 84? It came out in 84. Wow. In July. Holy moly! So he could. So have when reasonably. he was filming this, maybe he was—he just had Booker on the mind. <laughs> There's a couple um, Revenge of the Nerds. Anyway, please proceed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Growing up in the Midwest, Booker just meant booger. Yeah. The we didn't is- have alternative <laughs> meanings. Well, it was like, what, what's a booger? Oh, it's that clump of things in your nose. That's it. The South has been 
specializing in alternative facts for generations, Nathan. I mean, I don't know how to explain it to you. <laughs> it, it is the su- the Southern specialty. Um, uh, overall, the painting is very swampy. It's swampy and getting swampier by the minute, um, especially as it fills with boogers. Um, reminded <laughs> me quite a bit of the another product of the 80s, I believe, uh, the Swamp Thing film, um, at, as directed by Wes Craven, <laughs> the same guy that did Nightmare on Elm Street, prior yeah. to that, I believe, did the Swamp Thing film, which I, I'm a big fan of Swamp Thing as a character in, in comic books. Um, however, the film is not great. However, it is fun to watch, so I do recommend it. Um, okay, so to run this back. Yeah. You love boogers from the swamp well sure swamp thing would count as a booger yeah (laughs) he's a booger from the swamp he's a swamp booger um (laughs) and this movie you remember it it was terrible you should watch it correct (laughs) is that is that the summary okay well here's the thing to make sure extra caveat i just watched it again not too long ago (laughs) i okay so what is the swamp thing what is i mean aside from a book okay um, well, Swamp Thing, um, Just is... a thing in the swamp? There's no explanation? No, there's a lot of explanation. Um, okay. Um, and, and quite a well-respected series of, uh, comics about it, which have, you know, since been collected into sort of graphic novel form, written by Alan Moore, the same guy that wrote Watchmen and, uh, all that, V for Vendetta, all that stuff later on. So anyway, anyway, um... Swamp Thing is Dr. Alec Holland, who is down in, I believe, Louisiana, um, studying plant life, is subsequently, at least in the film, I'm, I, it might be slightly different in the comics, and I'm, I might remember it slightly differently. So he is doing research on plants and um, is subsequently like attacked by you know, a sort of local magnate type person um, set on fire, exposed to the chemicals he's been using, um, which he's exploring like regenerative plant qualities. So, okay. So he gets splashed with all this regenerative plant stuff, gets set on fire and then runs into the swamp to put himself out and jumps, you know, full body into the swamp is presumed dead but then later reemerges as the Swamp Thing, who is a seven foot tall, probably, you know, vegetable matter made man um, who doesn't look like Alec Holland anymore, but does have the brain of Alec Holland. So he is Alec Holland. However, he is also now the Swamp Thing. And he is connected to the sort of primordial, primordial plant energy of, of the earth that he refers to as the green. So there you go. Okay. That was a lot, but I think I got it pretty good. (laughs) I will, I do need to take a second to address the fact that this may be the laziest name (laughs) of a character in the history of anything. True. (laughs) True. Not. What is it? It's some sort of thing from a swamp. That's a swamp thing. Ah, just put it on the thing. Let's yeah. go. But the comics are incredible, uh, just to be clear. They really are great. Um, Bernie Wrightson was one of the artists. Um, amazing artwork as well to go along with Alan Moore's 
insanely good writing. So yeah, check it out if you don't know it already. That'll give you a rundown on boogers. Yeah, that's that's correct. For this episode. Something so. would count as a booger. <laughs> so when th- this is important for future rating purposes. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. When Bob mentions that there are boogers in this wetland scene. Yep. Is he implying that there might be a swamp thing? Well, I did write down bonus point spooky question mark. <laughs> well, because he did, it, based on your definition of booger, yep. which I am extrapolating, as he is from Florida, a southern right. state as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. I am assuming he is implying that there is some sort of mysterious, murderous beast in the swamp. Oh, I think so. I think this deserves a bonus point. I would definitely agree with that. Excellent. Okay, so we get a plus one for a possible swamp thing. Certainly a swamp booger of some kind. Yeah, there is a swamp booger for sure. We don't know if it's a swamp thing or a swamp man or a swamp person. Sure. Swamp lady. Swamp idea. Sure. We don't know what it is. Swamp insert noun here. (laughs) A swamp them. Yeah. But we know it's a booger, and that's enough. (laughs) Sure. Um, Makes it look nice and swampy. Some of the beautiful places and in the south where they have so many fantastic swamps Ooh, a, lot of, a lot of boogers live in there gotta i gotta put a little love on the water um in this one uh it's probably not the most prominent feature at all but it's that kind of crystal clear sort of water that he often does um not blue it's really not blue it's it's um it's like a suggestion of water. It's very, and you know, you got to question that, I guess, now that I think about it, because is that swampy? I don't know, but I did quite like it, independent of swamp relatedness or not. <laughs> Let me tell you, I I liked it enough that when he painted the the uh, land and bushes and whatnot in the bottom right hand corner, yeah, uh huh, I was a little bummed. Okay, yeah, me too, because I feel like he covered that up quite a bit. I don't like it wasn't wrong. I wasn't looking at it going, oh, that ruined the painting. Right. But I, I kind of like the water. I did too. I have to admit. Now, yeah. It did make it more wetlandsy. Oh, for sure. For when he sure. added that. Yeah. But how did you feel about that big, huge, I mean, not even big, ginormous tree that he decided to add with like three minutes to spare? <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic Bob decision. Mm hmm. <laughs> I yeah, I would really. I this is one of the main things I wish that Bob was alive to explain. Yes, I, I want to know <laughs> what the thought process is to going. All right, well, we got three minutes. So I feel. Have you ever giant read, tree? Yeah. Have you ever read, um, there's an Edgar Allan Poe sort of story essay thing called The Imp of the Perverse. And he just talks about like the rising feeling of perversity inside a person. You know what I'm saying? And I think think that happened with Bob. Like his little demon, his internal little demon rose up 
and was like, let's go fucking wild. <laughs> and He's just con- got his tree, tree demon. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly Just latched it. on yep. to him. <laughs> yeah, um, which in the Swamp Thing universe would be Dr. Woodrew, I think, um, who's the bad guy. Um, oh. Yeah, Woodrew's a Wait, so Swamp shit. Thing isn't the bad guy? No, Swamp Thing's a sort of... Um, a little bit on the anti-hero side, but mostly just a hero. Yeah, no, Swamp Thing's a hero. Yeah. So, so the human's the bad guy. Well, yeah, except this dude kind of becomes plant-like as well. I mean, it gets, it gets deep, but, uh. All right, this is getting a little too complicated. So there are two Swamp, (laughs) there are two boogers. No, he's sort of an art of, it's hard to explain, Nathan. If you He's not a booger? He's not really a booger, no. Um, if you watch the film right the west craven directed film um mm-hmm. you will you will see that the villain is very clearly played by uh, uh louis Jar- is it Jardot? uh oh gosh I'm, i can't remember he's a french sure. french actor who okay. also was a villain in uh octopussy the james bond movie because um, he's french and he would have to be a villain in a james bond movie well obviously and he's a very <laughs> he's a very good actor he's a great actor in a film filled with people who are not great actors, besides Adrian Barbeau, I'll give it to Adrian Barbeau. She's fantastic. Um, she is the love Swamp Thing love interest. <laughs> now, um, is she yeah. interested in Swamp Thing, or is Swamp Thing only interested in her? Uh, it goes both ways. By the end, see that feels like a one-way street. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, there's been a long history in the Swamp Thing lore of him, you know, actually, you know, uh, human women being into him and them, him being into them back. In Swamp Thing 2, him and Heather Locklear have this whole thing. So it's... it's uh, I'm just... It's a wild world, yeah. Plants... Yeah. When they procreate. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's very different when a than when a uh, human would do that. Sure. Thankfully, he is able to produce these sort of blooms and things that the uh-huh. women can eat, which give them the psychological experience of like human sex. Okay, <laughs> I'm doing my best here, is, people. <laughs> is this actually addressed in the? In yeah. the comics? Well, no, it, I mean, it's at least addressed in The Return of Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing 2, the movie. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. in Return of Swamp Thing, yeah. Heather Locklear eats a thing that comes out of his body and then... is like, hey, Swamp Thing, yeah. I'm super into you. Yeah. And Swamp Thing's like, hey, I like you too. Right. Eat this bloom. <laughs> Basically, that's what happens. And then she has like a psychedelic experience of him as Alec Holland in his human form. And so they're they're holding hands, but they're basically doing it in their minds because she's tripping, I guess. I, I don't. That's so she best. eats a hallucinogen that makes her think she doinked the swamp thing. Pretty much. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's that's not far off. <laughs> All right, we got it figured out. Okay, good. Back to Bob <laughs> Ross, everybody. Shoop. All right, transition noise. So it's a beautiful swamp. Um, this huge big brown tree is completely ridiculous. Come on. Um, wildly unnecessary. Wildly un- I feel like he brings it back in, right? But like, as you're watching it happen, I mean, I was horrified to watch him use that much brown paint on the right side of the canvas. 
Um, well, I mean, you know how I feel about yeah brown paint anyway. <laughs> I really do. I really do. It's not the most offensive tree he's ever done. <laughs> no, Say it's that. not. No, and he saved it. I mean, the we should have kept our Bob faith, right? Like, this is yeah. what we learn over and over again. Um, we should have been faithful and realized that he was going to turn it around. But when you see a man who has just created a pretty beautiful painting, suddenly, with hardly any time left to go, apply a massive amount of brown to one side, you have your right. doubts. Yeah. You at least have to question the decision-making for <laughs> exactly. a second. That's exactly right. Um, which leads nicely to our, our wonderful sort of lilac, purplish bush. Um, it's your world, and I think that leads us inevitably to the rating, unless you have anything more to say. Uh, purple bush. Weird. Weird That's pretty much it. Yeah, That's but it. That's all I had. <laughs> I, I like it, though. I, I do like it, yeah. You could probably put this on with a paint roller if you wanted to. <laughs> it really has some fun in um, All right. All right, here we go. So, rating. Uh, for those who don't remember, every painting on Nothing But a Bob Thing is rated by the two of us. <laughs> the preeminent <laughs> Bob Ross experts. Scholars? In America. Yeah. Scholars, I like that better. The preeminent <laughs> Bob Ross scholars in America. That's right. Uh, experts of all things painted by Bob. We rate them <laughs> to tell you exactly how good Bob did That's right. each episode. Correct. And as experts, it's the final say oh, and yeah. everything say goes. Our word is bond. <laughs> There's no subjectivity. No. It is a fact once we state it. Correct. So, like the Rolling Stone Top 500 album list, <laughs> once it's on there, it is a fact, <laughs> and no one can dispute it. Bonus points if you also listen to Sushi Jackknife and you know the reference that Nathan just made. All right. Bonus points so to the you. First, the first category is visual impact. Um, a four is, as always, it has the power to wow the viewer. Yeah. Uh-huh. A three is it has a lasting impact. Oh a two boy. Oh boy. is it held your attention. Oh a one is it had little or no impact, even though we've been talking about it for coming up on 45 <laughs> minutes. minutes. Yeah, ish. Uh, <laughs> we do not remember the painting at all. Yeah, I, I can't go any higher than a two, I don't think, Nathan. I, a ugh. two? Yeah, I don't. This one... I mean, I don't hate it by I, any means, but it's not I a four. I think it's a really good painting. I it's definitely too. not a four. It's a really um, good painting. Yeah, it is a really good painting. I am waffling between a three and a two. Yeah. Two and a half? Because it's, I don't think it's going to have a lasting impact. No, right? And that's it's three. It's a two. Yeah, it's a two. It's a two. All right. Well. I feel bad because I do actually like the painting, but right. I'm... I'm certainly not going to remember it tomorrow. No, and this is so often what we <laughs> run into. Do I still remember ca remember Cabin in the Woods? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And that was several weeks ago now. <laughs> yeah, this... I'm not going to remember this at all. No. So No. And no knock against Bob. Not at all. He just... He did his thing. He did his thing. Um, all right, category two. Interpretation and creativity. Yeah. A4. 
is the design shows unique and creative interpretation, mm -hmm. and the effort was far beyond that required, with great attention to detail. Yeah. A three would be it shows clearer understanding and the ability to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. And with more effort, it might have been outstanding. A two is... It shows creativity and adequate interpretation of what he was supposed to be painting, but it looks unfinished. And a one is it's incomplete and lacks attention to details. Mm. I tell me, tell me how you feel, but I don't see a reason not to give it a four. Really, <sighs> a lot yeah, of it's, effort. It's either a three or a four for sure. Yeah, a lot of um, detail, a lot of effort. The moss. Just, no, I don't. I don't have any anything I can say against it. Okay, so it gets That's a, four. a four. Yeah, in this yeah. category. Yeah, sure. Okay. Not. I mean, not across the board. But yeah, in this category, he gets a four. Right. We'll see on the rest. <laughs> um, composition and design. A four. Yeah. Would be it effectively utilizes the knowledge and elements of of the principles of design. Right. And it filled the entire space. A three is it shows an awareness uh, of the principles of design and mostly filled the space. A two is it was completed, yet lacks conscious planning, and it <laughs> partly filled the space. And a one is the space is somewhat used. Oh, boy. Not a one. Not a two. No, definitely not a one or a two. Yeah. Um... Let me go look at it again. I, f I mean, I feel, I, I feel like that right side thing was a misstep for sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to decide if I feel like the design part of it was. Yeah. Well. Uh, this is what it sounds like when you have, uh, when you have feelings. <laughs> I think it's a three. Yeah. I think it's three. I do too. I can't quite put it into words, but that is where I'm landing as well. That I just don't... I understand that if he had left the water the way that we liked it, right? it's no longer a painting of the wetlands. <laughs> Tr true. That is very true. However, I really like the water. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I mean, you have to have land for it to be wetlands, right? But yeah. Right. Yeah, agreed. I really like the water as well. And I, I like that wide open watery space there. Yeah. Um, all right. Craftsmanship. Yes. A four is it demonstrates a mastery of skill and the design is beautiful and complete. A three is it shows some understanding of medium qualities and the design is pleasing and partially complete. Uh -huh. A two is the design is fairly neat. And a one <laughs> is the design's careless in creation. Oh boy, not that. Ew. Not fairly neat. Um, at least a three, but... Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it might poke into four, I don't know. Um, I, think, I think I have to give it a four because... I can't say it's partially complete. I, there's nothing else right. he should have added. That's right. Yep. No, I agree with you. That's you're you're absolutely right about that. I don't. I can't. Unless he actually added the swamp thing. <laughs> yeah. 
That's the only thing that would improve it. This is a very stratified score so far. So we got a two, a four, a three, and a four. Yeah. And then we're leading up to criteria, and we have a bonus point to add as well. And we have a bonus point, yeah. Yeah. For Um, swamp boogers, yeah. But I will say that it it would have been an extra four. I guess it would have been very, very four on that had the swamp thing or some other booger been visible. Oh, that would have been incredible. Can you imagine? I mean, I want to see the booger. I don't want the impression of the booger. I want the actual booger. Yeah, likewise. I would have settled for an upturned canoe, you know? Ooh, that that would have been very good. Right? (laughs) You know what? I'm saying it now. If there's an upturned canoe in any painting, (laughs) three bonus points right there. Wow. Yeah, I'll give them triple bonus points. Because you know something happened. Yeah. There's a story there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There's never an upside-down canoe where you're just like, huh, that ah. probably just randomly happened. Right. Well, bye. Uh, could be could be Swamp Thing. Could be Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Hard to know. Um, all right. Criteria. Criteria. Now, now, we weren't given much other than a no. title, Wetlands, right? Um, which I believe we got right other than that he he repeatedly says throughout the episode you know hey this is um this is soft this is fun this is what is the other thing he said soft fun muted yeah (laughs) that's yeah and i can't really fault him on any of that right and nope in contrast to some other paintings we did get what the title suggests. This is wetlands, right? Like, right. I would look at this, particularly with the moss hanging down, and say, "This is wetlands." So, what is there? Is there anything to dock him on? Is I guess what I'm asking. I mean, I can't find anything to dock him on. Likewise, so it's a four. Yeah, I don't feel at all shorted with anything that happened here. Um, it's a seventeen out of tw- well, eighteen plus the bonus point. 18 mm-hmm. out of 20, which is what, Nathan? That's a 90. 90! Yeah. I, you know, all right, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, Like I said, I think it's a very, very good painting. Yes. I just, uh, I'm not going to remember it. Right. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. It's not super memorable. Let's contrast it with the book painting. Hey, I remembered everybody. Hey. Yeah, good job. Look at that. Who knows? I almost reminded you, and I kind of just wanted to see if you would remember. Oh, you gave me an opportunity. Thank you, Nathan. Mm-hmm. I believed so... in you all. <laughs> wow, a lot of great detail on how to do Cabin in the Woods in this book, by the way. Um, let's see. Here we are. Pulling it off. Wetlands. Here we go. Here we go. Wow. A lot of nice pictures. Mm-hmm. Where is the actual... I'm sorry. Give me a sec. Ah, here we go. Two, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Went too far. Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay, wetlands. Nice vertical orientation. <laughs> I'm sorry. In the book, we also get a nice vertical orientation. Oh, wow, Bob. Wow. Well, I can I can say this. Um, he clearly... he did He did a very similar painting... However, okay. um, however, the right side business is much more tied in. Um, it actually extends all the way across the foreground. 
Mm. Um, and we have a tree in the foreground as well, a sort of mossy tree. Now, if I'm honest, I'm not sure that tree really fits in where it's at. Um, I do like the large canopy of uh, moss-filled trees on the right, and even the dead trees have some moss on them. So, okay. uh, you know, not a not a total departure. Um, the water, the water lines, very much the same. Um, I'm going to say that I like the book painting equally as well as I like the one we got on the show. Um, okay. There's clearly some more detail happening, but why would there be moss on dead trees? Does that happen? You know, I kind of wondered that too. Right? I Like, I didn't want to question because I don't spend a lot of time in the wetlands, but... <laughs> That tree's that tree's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the maybe the moss killed it and took it over? <laughs> right, could be that. Could be I don't. That. I don't know how it works. I mean, that sounds like a nature thing, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. That happens all the time in nature. Something dies and something else comes in and overruns yeah. it. Yeah. Um, very much looking forward to next episode. We have cool waters, Nathan, and, and without looking too far ahead i do see a rather majestic mountain poking out of the center of that painting um now can you tell me without looking too much is it seasonally appropriate um i think so at first glance i think so if i looked again i think i would gather too much information and okay don't look again myself yeah yeah don't we have to as as the uh, preeminent Bob Ross scholars, right. we have to remain pure yeah, of, course. Of, of heart and mind before we review these paintings. It's really. Lest we, we be uh, tainted by our knowledge that we previously had. It's a disciplined life that we lead. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we train daily. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that we're as dedicated as like a monk for yeah. instance yeah but we're close if you made a kung fu movie about nathan and i right that was based on her knowledge somehow of bob ross paintings we would be the shaolin masters mm-hmm. um studying under annette kowalski of course she would be our our, our sensei our master absolutely right absolutely but, but we would be her first string students just underneath, right? Um, you know, going through the 36 or however many chambers there are <laughs> to reach the pinnacle of Bobdom. Um, and of course, we would have our little Buddha-like statues that were actually Bob <laughs> in a meditative stance. <laughs> How likely would we be would we uh, be to getting sued if we created some? Bob Ross Buddha statues. Oh, I think that's great. I mean, we might anger an entire religion, but also get a lawsuit, but I'm okay with either outcome, really. <laughs> yeah, which would be worse, actually. Um, anyway, we'll, so, have to, we'll have to think about that. That's, that's for future. I will say very quickly that um, my grandmother, who is a old-school Baptist, right, um, forever had in her house, and I actually have it now, a statue, a little golden bell statue of what who she called the little fat man, who was indeed <laughs> Buddha. 
<laughs> she was big into yard sales, so I don't know. She probably picked Buddha up at a yard sale. And uh, one day, you know, having gone to uh, college and all this jazz, re- I realized that was Buddha. And she said, you always liked that little fat man, didn't you? And I was like, yes, ma'am, I did. <laughs> and so now Buddha lives in my closet. So there you go. <laughs> I'm very fond of chubby gentlemen. That's it's correct. fine. It's a thing, Grandma. I, I'm very modern. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was born and raised in Florida, and this sort of reminds me of some of the, the old mossy trees that were around when I was a kid. Of course, I'm not going to tell you how many, many, many years ago that was. Whew. Seems like forever. Okay, folks, um, you can get in touch with us, if you should so please. Yes. A couple different ways. Um, mm-hmm. One is on Twitter. Yes. Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to see if you would fill in the blank. Uh, You can find us at Twitter at Bob underscore Thang with an A pod. Yes. Uh, Comment, like, tweet. Subscribe. uh, Direct message. Yeah, please. Follow. Yeah, sexy photos. Uh, what (laughs) What are the other... Other Twitter words. Are there other Twitter words? Retweet. That's all of them. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Do do all of them. Nathan mainly oversees the at Bob underscore thing pod. If you want to reach him directly, I would say go that route. Um, or if you want to reach me, to like, if you're if I have offended you in some way, um, <laughs> please tweet uh-huh. me at Sushi Jackknife, which of course is our other show. If you're not sick of listening to us here. You can listen to us talk about about an hour's worth of random bullshit on Sushi Jackknife every other week. <laughs> and if Justin hasn't offended you yet, that's a surefire way to be offended. There, that there is you true. go. <laughs> that's true. Um, if you are more partial to email, I know we are. It is uh, nothing, no G, but a Bob Thang at gmail.com. Um, we thank you very much for listening. We thank you for your your letters, your tweets. Um, hello to all of our friends out there. You know who you are. Um, never was I more glad than to see someone get a disease this week. Um, <laughs> I know that's against the spirit of Bob. However, <laughs> what just are you going to do? A random person? No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. No, just a random guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy in a position of power, you know. Um <laughs> It's the president of his HOA, guys. Correct, yeah. Um, Funny story about that. I'll have to tell you later. (laughs) Just remember, everyone, until we meet again, uh, for cool waters, there are no mistakes. Just happy accidents. And good night.